0: I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me Lord, I am yours, I am yours, I am Welcome yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Life Podcast, a I podcast designed yours. to equip, yours, encourage, and I challenge you in pro-life send ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Lord. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in and listening, and as always, we'd appreciate if you guys would share this podcast. We are, um, in this episode, going to do something we've done in a couple of episodes previously, and something that we've actually had uh, quite a few folks request of us, and that's to do uh, a mock session. So again, as we've done in the past, Vicki recorded her counseling Maddie, who's one of our local volunteers, who should be a paid at- actress She at should this be. Point. She
1: is so good. Yeah,
0: she's great. Um, so, and then I think we have a few coming up in the next couple of weeks that were recorded from some of our other counselors. Right, That I think yes. will be good. Yeah. But we wanted to do this one just to uh, do what we've done in the past. Again, play that. So we're going to play the audio for you guys. And then we're going to come back and kind of critique it a little bit, say some of the things that actually, the points that were touched on, that needed to be touched on, maybe some of the things that were not touched on. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that in all of these, we're just kind of laying out as far as for Maddie and Vicki, you're just kind of laying out what the scenario is. But there's not like it's not like it's scripted or anything. Right. right? It's Again, kind of going purposeful. Off the cuff.
1: We're, we're doing that so that it will as closely as possible mimic a real situation because you don't know what you're going to face yeah. when when you start talking to a, wo- a woman. So I purposely didn't want to know what Maddie was going to say. She had no idea what I was going to say. We just laid out the general concept yeah. and scenario.
0: Yeah. Which is good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is real to to life as possible, right. I guess. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Maddie's really good. It's, she's obviously talked to many women at abortion centers and, and right. had conversations. Yeah, because she knows what to say in these situations. Yeah, this uh, is
1: very realistic, by the yeah. way. This is um, Maddie being an agnostic at best, maybe atheist mother with a a child who she's concerned is going to die or be disabled because of some of the choices she has made and um we do face that often yeah and she really nailed a lot of the discussion that we would get as pushback from those moms when we interact with them
0: yeah yeah so guys we're going to go ahead and play this for you Again, this is, lay out the scenario real quick before we play it.
1: Okay, so she um, she's approaching me. So she's walking towards the counselor. She is a young woman who this is her first pregnancy. Okay. Her she um, has not engaged in healthy lifestyle and knows it, and is concerned that the child might be born with a disability, or um, or could even die, and she doesn't believe in God so she doesn't have that restraint on on her at all yeah and that's basically all that we gave her I said you go from there and I will do my best to counsel you
0: okay cool well that's the scenario guys Mm -hmm. so listen up and then uh, stay with us and we'll, we'll come back at the end and talk a little bit about this
1: Hey there. Hey there. oh young lady. I I know you may not want to talk with me, but I I'm, I'm just offering you some help. This is um information and hope and help and on the back is is my name and my number and um we would we would love to to talk with you about what what brings you to this place. I know, I know you know obviously there's something going on. I know that all they do here is abortion. So I know women don't come here um you know just for normal health care so what what's going on do you mind telling me
0: I don't know I've heard a lot about you guys I
1: don't know are you yeah, if they, you when, when you called, like they, they told you, yeah, they, they don't like us offering the choice for life. I'll be very honest. We are here because we know that that baby is a little human being precious to God, created by God. And if you've missed your period, which you wouldn't be here probably unless you had, right? Then that baby already has a beating heart. That baby is a, a person, a little person, but a vulnerable human being loved and created by God. So we come offering help. We have so many resources, really no matter what you face. So we just want to hear your story and, and offer help. And I know they've probably told you that we lie and um, that, you know, but information never hurts. I'm telling you, we don't lie. Everything that we offer, we follow through on. Um, but just the information has just so much, you know, knowledge and information that can help you and There's never a reason not to know all the facts before you do something as, you know, final as as taking your child's life, right? Yeah. So so basically, I guess what's going on, I
0: drink and smoke and I I kind of felt like I
1: might be pregnant, but I didn't really think I was. Okay. And then when I found out, I was like. 10 weeks along, so I was oh, like, wow. this yeah. baby's going to be so messed up, and I, I don't want to bring a disabled yeah. baby into the world, all yeah. that I've done. Have you um, have you been to a doctor? Yeah. At, at mm-hmm. this point? Okay. Have um, And you know you're pregnant. Did, you, did he do an ultrasound, he or she do an ultrasound or anything like mm-hmm. that? So you saw the baby? Well, I didn't want to. I just... Did the doctor look at the, the baby? World. Were they able... They said the baby's alive, has a beating heart. Did they tell you any of that? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you saw the baby. Your, your big concern is that um, you've been smoking and drinking. Are, are you still, or did you stop when you found out you were pregnant? I mean, yeah, I, I did okay. stop. Okay. But Why, what, what made been. you stop? I just didn't know what would happen, I guess. Okay, so there was at least for a moment in your heart was this concern. You knew you were carrying a child, uh, another human being, and did you feel some sort of responsibility towards that person. Kind of. Yeah. I guess I've, I've heard that in, in your concern that, um, this is a, your baby. It is your baby. I mean, it's in your womb. Right. And, um, and the doctors at least saw it. And I assume they have told you that the baby is alive. Um, but, um, there's this concern that maybe you've harmed that person. And you know what, that's like, that's how we should feel. I mean, that is the normal maternal instinct that we should care about that child and desire to nurture and protect it. I mean, that that's what the womb is designed for. Do you believe in God? No. No, okay, not at all? Uh, do you believe in a higher power? Uh, yeah, There's. I believe there's like a higher power somewhere, but okay. Okay. I don't know about okay. God necessarily. Okay. So, so there is a creator then that maybe set all this in motion? Or something. A creator. <laughs> so um, you were created, Right. Do you believe that, that you were created, that there was know. a God that created you? Maybe. Right. There maybe. And, yeah, and, yeah, be. And that baby maybe was created by by that same higher power. Um, and the womb is the one organ in the human body, male or female, that was not designed for us. Not at all. There's no no purpose in the womb for you, for your survival. The womb is specifically designed for one purpose for another human being, another human being. So do you agree that that is another human being that's in your womb? I, I, yeah, I think I do. Okay. Or maybe you have some doubts. Well, let me tell you that um, every medical textbook (laughs) says that human development begins at the moment of conception. Here's a really cool little fact. Did you know when the sperm meets the egg, in the darkness of the womb, there is a flash of light. I wow. Isn't that astonishing? That. And, and, and you know, uh, if, if you know your Bible at all, um, uh, God creates, you know, the heavens and the earth, and, and then he says, let there be... Light. Light, yeah, you, you know yeah. that much, you remember yeah. that much. And do you know, do you know, Jesus is called, what? You probably don't know if you, if you don't know God, he's called the light of the world the light of the world and isn't it fascinating that at that moment of conception there is a spark of light they've seen it there's photographs of that you can look this up for yourself um, and it's dark in the world <laughs> Why would there it's be? Pretty So it to me this speaks so clearly of the truth of who God is. God is a god of light and he dispels the darkness and when he enters, which is at the moment of conception. He knows us, He created us, He loves us. He is light. He is light in the darkness. Now this place here, I saw you kind of walk in a little bit slowly, a little bit of hesitancy. You feel this desire as a mother to protect that child and that's part of your reason why you want to take that child's life. So as you're walking here, would you say that's a place of goodness and light and hope or would you characterize it as a place of darkness and loss of hope and fear and despair maybe it feels to me like darkness or despair because of my situation but i I feel like they're really just trying to help people and i feel like they're trying to provide a way out, yeah. Well, they're trying to help people who are intent on taking their child's life. Now, I understand that your issue is that you're afraid that your child might be born with a disability. Okay. If, first of all, if, if God is true, if Jesus is real, and I know you're, you're not quite sure about that, then, um, and he's the creator, and the child is created already with a plan and a purpose, just as as, as you were. But even if God were not the one who created that little baby, that little baby has all the human DNA she will ever have from the moment of conception. And if you're 10 to 12 weeks, that little baby already has developed ovaries, and do you know that already within those ovaries are your future grandchildren, the eggs. In fact, the, uh, a baby before they're born has more eggs than they, they lose eggs as, as they progress through life um, after birth. So, um, so, isn't that kind of a miraculous design that, that you, your baby, your grandchildren, all of you really are facing a decision right now. The decision you make today on whether that baby might be born with a disability is gonna affect you. And I can tell you that as a post-abortive woman. I know I didn't know the Lord when I had the abortion. So I was like you, I didn't know God. I thought maybe there was a creator, wasn't even sure about that. Um, And I didn't think twice about that abortion. But I will tell you, when I had the first child that I wanted, my life changed. And the first thing I thought about was that baby that I killed. And that's when I fell on my knees before God. And honestly, not a day goes by that I don't remember that decision with despair and wish that I could take it back. But of course I can't. But that's why I'm here. Because there's no certainty at all that your baby's been harmed. None. Now, can you harm your baby by what you do? Yes, but amazingly and beautifully, and again another proof in my opinion of God's perfect design is that in that first trimester, that baby is so protected. And before the placenta and the the um, well, not the placenta, but the umbilical cord is passing blood between you and and the um, and the baby. Your things inside of your system are not being passed onto that child, so your baby could be fine in the. Really, the vast majority of cases, the baby is. I would recommend you continue not to drink and not to um, to smoke, and um, and we have all kinds of programs that we can connect you with. But we also have resources that connect that can that we can connect you with that will help you no matter what you face, including a mentor that will walk alongside you and encourage you through this process. But I think the very first step right now is just. Would you be willing to sit down and let me share from kind of beginning to end the truth of who God is and why he loves you and why he loves that child? I'm willing to listen. Okay. Okay. Come on. Up, maybe come on over here. Let's go in the shade and we we'll
0: Okay. Well, we hope that was a blessing to you guys and that you learned something.
1: Mm-hmm. If
0: nothing else, you learned what not to say mm-hmm. from our friend Vicki. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, Vicki. That yeah, was for fun. Um, but Actually, let's jump
1: into I thought it. there were parts of it that were very inspired.
0: Okay, cool. Inspired by.
1: I hope by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. Okay. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, we'll find out as yeah. we as we um, critique this thing. Yeah. One of the first things I want to mention, of course, she's walking up, mm-hmm. and you greet her, and right away you get the literature under their hands, so that's important.
1: Although she did brush me off, I don't yeah. know if you saw that initially. She was trying to just get away. She really didn't want me to approach. Right. That is obviously a very common sure. occurrence. So we do our best to persist gently and kindly.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah. Gentle persistence. Um, maybe uh, Holy Ghost inspired annoyance. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. We'd have, we've had uh, one young lady in particular, I think this happened before too, where they've gone in and out of the abortion center several times and we keep on calling out to them. And they said that it's because of our persistence that they finally came mm-hmm. over and talked to us. So yeah. that's a little encouragement for you guys. Be persistent, and don't forget yeah. this is a life and death situation. Right. So if we bother them a little bit, if we get on their nerves a little bit, we're not harassing them, but we're dealing with the murder of a child. Yeah. You know, trying to save them from the horror that comes to them because of abortion, but also save their baby. So right. Yeah. That's a side note. Yeah. One of the things that really stuck out to me in this. Which is true. It does happen from time to time. Actually, kind of often, as Maddie mentioned, I've heard a lot about you guys.
1: Oh yes, yeah. And yeah. I really, I really wanted to. And I, again, um, I, I guess I could use feedback on whether what I did say and do was appropriate. But I wanted to hit that head on and just say, yes, they say we lie. They say that we're not nice. Whatever. And to counter that and say that it's not true, what they say about us is not true.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think just drilling into that is important. Mm -hmm. Acknowledging it. Oh, yeah. So they told you that we're, you know, crazy, angry protesters. Right. The question that I'll ask oftentimes when I hear that, oh, so they told you when you were coming to watch out for us because we're angry protesters. Mm -hmm. Do I look like an angry protester to you? Yeah, yeah. And that kind of gives me the ability to springboard off of that, to because what I want to do is I want to transfer the trust that they have in the abortion center mm-hmm. to me and ultimately to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I contrast, they told you this, but here's what you're seeing. Right. Can you really believe everything else they told you? Right. They so also you're putting told that you, seed
1: doubt. Yeah. Good. Yeah. They also yeah.
0: told you that they're here to help women. They also told you that your baby's a blob of tissue or product of conception or right. whatever. Right. And so maybe that stuff yeah. is up for question too. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah. So that was an important thing, I think, to dispel the lies that they've been told, um, to to not shy away from that or just ignore that, but to acknowledge. And I think you did acknowledge that there was a little bit of uh, of well, I think toward the end, a little bit of hesitancy mm-hmm. as she was walking to the clinic. And sometimes you can I, pick up on that. So maybe we'll talk about that toward the end because that's right. when you particularly talked about a little that. bit later later yeah. on
1: there. But uh, but yeah, but one of the immediate things that I did and that I think we all should do, we should all remember that however long that session lasts, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. And so it's important to get important facts out there fast. The important things that you want to say out there fast. Sure. So right away, um, what I tried to do was introduce the idea of the value of of that child to God. Yeah the development of the baby. Yeah, and that's something that I
0: saw throughout this entire counseling session Mm -hmm. is you weaving in the humanity of the baby, really talking about that, really making that baby a person. That baby is a person, but helping to make that baby a person to that mother. Yeah. I think you did that really well.
1: Yeah, well, thank you, Um, especially, I think, because she gave really good openings and they always do. Yeah. There will always be openings if you pray for the Holy Spirit that you can like stick your foot in that door that sure. they have just opened yeah. when she talked about um that she was drinking and smoking and she was concerned about the uh that the child would be disabled. Yeah. And then I asked, are you still? And she said, no. And using that to springboard into the idea of, well, that shows a level of care and concern. Yeah. For for that baby, and so she gave me that. That was a gift that she probably wasn't really thinking about right. as as she offered that. But that was a gift to then really talk about. That's what is a normal maternal response, and that's what what you should feel. Yeah, absolutely. Is the desire to protect that child. So so yeah. That, um, another thing, another counseling, I guess, concept to remember is you're going to hear. Terrible things. You're going to hear things from the moms. What they have done Mm -hmm. in in knowing that they're pregnant, that will curl your toes. Oh yeah. I I mean, a mom saying this. This woman saying that I I well I've been drinking and smoking, and you have to be so careful not to express horror. Oh yeah. Because that will shut that conversation down if she feels condemned. I was in a real situation. I would be horrified. I would know, especially um, alcohol. That actually can be very devastating. Oh, Fetal absolutely. alcohol yeah. syndrome can be very devastating. And I think that that damage from that can occur even in the first, towards the end of the, the first trimester. So that is a dangerous thing yeah. for a mom to yeah. still be doing.
0: Yeah. And it's a terrible thing for a mom to do to her baby.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But in that in that scenario just to, you're drinking and smoking? What's, What's wrong, wrong with you? you? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's Probably. not what you should yeah. say. Is yeah. that a horrible thing to do? Yes, it is. Yeah. But abortions even more of a horrible thing because in that situation could it affect the baby? It, it certainly could. Yeah. But in an abortion could it affect the baby? Well, it's certainly going to. That's right. No, no doubt about it. So yeah. you want to make sure that the way you come across is one of um not accepting of her behavior. But also you don't want to shut the conversation down right away. And I do right. think it's appropriate to mention in the course of the conversation. I don't think it's appropriate to mention like right away. Don't mm-hmm. you know that can hurt your baby? Right. I think it is important as you're building a relationship with her because that's what you're doing in mm-hmm. any conversation like this that you're having, a one on one conversation, you're relationship building. You're trying to yeah. build a relationship, you're trying yeah. to build trust. Once you in the course of the conversation got her trust, that's when you can mention those sort of things. Like When I'm talking to men, I will talk about fornication. I will talk about sex outside of marriage. Probably not talking about it on the front end, though, so much as when I build a little bit of relationship with them, I mention to them about sex outside of marriage because I don't want to shut the conversation down immediately. And so I think you did an excellent job in that. One of the things Maddie said basically was, well, she said, I think word for word, this baby is going to be so messed up because of that.
1: And
0: you have to ask yourself, okay... Where did she get that idea at?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Because if I'm hearing that, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, of course, we know that, right? Yeah. But my guess is going to be that she's got some friends that have been speaking into her situation and being giving her reasons that it's OK to have an abortion. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what we do when we know something is wrong. And listen, people know, women know that abortion is wrong. We look for we we grasp for reasons to make it justifiable. And that's yeah. her reason. And so when you're talking to these moms, you're talking to these dads, look for that. Because that's that's the thing that basically I go for when I ask the question, if we could take care of one thing going on in your life, what would mm. that one thing be? Yeah. Or you know, I might frame it a little differently. Yeah. But really what you're looking for is that thing that gives them the justification that they need to kill their child yeah. and to make it a good decision.
1: Yeah, and the way you're going to hear that, it is not always immediately offered, but the way you're going to finally truly get at the root of a matter is ask questions. Keep asking questions. I learned that on um, uh, a counseling session I had just this weekend, where it was a long, long session, and it wasn't until a half an hour into talking to this mom that I truly understood why she really was there, what the issue was. And I didn't know, so I just asked the Holy Spirit to guide me. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to enter into, like, a gospel discussion or even really what to offer her. So I just kept asking questions. And if you keep asking questions, eventually they're going to say something that is going to help you
0: Yeah. to uh, oh, yeah.
1: To springboard into whatever it is that you should be talking to them about next yeah.
0: now so. I did notice something mm-hmm. that I would critique you on okay and it's something that I think happens in every conversation yes so it's not so much a critique for you it's a critique critique for all of us Uh huh. but when you're having these conversations you're passionate you're trying to get information there you you don't want to lose them and you don't want to leave so much space for them just to babble sometimes you can interrupt them and I noticed at one point right she was going to finish a statement but you interrupted and and, and came on in there and yeah. again that's not just a critique for you. It's a critique for all of us. It's yeah. just something we do because we're trying to continue in a train of thought. But I do think to me, a, a, a gallon of listening is mm-hmm. worth a pint of talking. Mm-hmm. And so if we can listen, as long as we're not losing them, if we can listen, it gives us a lot more fuel to continue the conversation. And also it lets them know that we're there, not just to deliver information, but to build a relationship with him. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. And that's actually something that I struggle with. Period. I I I want to get my thoughts out. Yeah. And so I I interrupt a lot. I I know I do that. I probably do it to you all the time. Yeah, you do. I, yeah, sorry about that. But let me give you a counterpoint. I okay. agree with you, by the way, in this counseling session you're absolutely correct. And and this was a mom that was hearing me I, she wasn't trying to shut me up or anything. If you have a mom, like one I had today, that was talking about this just kind of really off-the-wall spiritual beliefs yeah. and getting into reasons why she should be able to abort because of these really off-the-wall spiritual mm-hmm. beliefs. And, I, and we're walking back towards the abortion center, and I know I have limited time. That was a purposeful interruption. I made yeah. a purposeful interruption because I thought, I'm running out of time. She's just feeding further into the rationalizations for why to abort, and I've got maybe three more minutes till we get yeah. there. And I I did purposely s- stop her talking yeah. by introducing what I thought were more truthful, realistic discussions about yeah. the value of that child and value of, of God.
0: and In- in those situations when you interrupt, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I've had so many conversations where I've had to just say, hey, I, I get what you're saying. And that's what I do when I interrupt. I don't just come in with my statement, but I'm like, listen, I understand that. And I'm, I hear what you're saying, but can I just say, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then I say what yeah. i what I what And I'm that's good in the relational
1: say. way, building yeah. up the relation. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah.
0: what you don't want to do is you don't want to sh- shut the conversation down prematurely. But you also have to realize that the conversation, typically, when you're standing in front of the abortion center, or they're you know they're walking into the abortion center, it's going to end at some point, right? right. It's, it's now once you get them away, kind of like you did toward the end of this, you let's go sit down over here in the shade, let's go on the mobile ultrasound unit, let's yeah. go down the road to a pregnancy center, then you've got more time, right? But right there in front of the abortion center, right there as they're walking into their appointment you got to be as concise as possible you got to get to the point as much as possible and then balance being relational as well it's not an easy balance right and so sometimes we'll get off balance and it's sometimes of necessity we we do that
1: yeah and it is definitely harder when you know okay there's a baby's life really is hanging in the balance that yeah. wasn't the case i knew in the mock session
0: she right, did, she's not yeah. pregnant. Exactly,
1: no baby's going to die. So it is a little bit artificial. Yeah, artificial there, but um, but yeah, um, I thought also in terms of critiquing that I also really never acknowledged her concerns about the dangerous activity and that it could indeed be harmful and that the fears were rational. I really See, just I actually kind of, think
0: that you did. Oh, you do I, well. In the sense of this, this is what I really liked, mm-hmm. because you took that whole concern for her baby, because you did you did articulate, understand your concern for your baby, and you kind of turned it around and used it as fuel to help her to see that this is a natural. So you said something like that maternal instinct that you feel that you want to protect your baby right. and that you, you, you don't want any harm to had come to your child. Yeah. Is actually a God-given thing because yeah. you know that you want to protect your child. Okay. Now, obviously, that's been perverted because you're going to kill your child because you don't want your child to suffer. That doesn't make sense, yeah. right? But you're bringing that to their knowledge like, and using that as a springboard yeah. to really show them there's something in you that wants to do the right thing toward yeah. your child. Yeah. And that's something... Let, let, let's let go in a positive direction with that rather than taking it into a, a direction where you're going to kill that child.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, good. So I can cross that off of something I need to improve yeah, upon. Yeah, and
0: maybe you could have <laughs> improved on it a little more. I'm not sure. I think possibly one of the ways I might have improved on that uh-huh. is what we always talk about, suffering with them, right? With compassion and right. just kind of taking yeah. that in. Oh, yeah, I understand. I don't know that you so much did that, but it's not like she came up to you weeping her eyes out. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like right. she puts this, and it's obvious that she puts this out there as just a justification. Not that she, to me, now, again, this was just a mock session, so it, was, it wasn't for real, but there wasn't a whole lot of pain in that statement. I'm deeply concerned. It was more like, yeah, I'm just concerned this baby's going to be all messed up. Right. So it wasn't right. a whole yeah. lot you know, yeah. to to suffer with her in, but maybe you could have uh, put more emotion into that and more like connecting with that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, that is a valid concern. And if that's truly a concern for her, we need to identify with that as much as we can. Not that it's a justification for abortion, but in her mind it is. And then, of course, like you did, kind of turn it on its head, bring it around to it. Well, this is no reason to kill your child. Yeah.
1: Well, as I was thinking through, you can't say everything that you wish that you could say ever. There's always going to be things you couldn't say. But I never mentioned a rehab program or anything like that, and I I wondered if I should have. Well, um, I
0: mean, actually, you did. I did? You did. You didn't mention I don't remember. particularly <laughs> a rehab program, uh-huh. but toward the end, you talked about the resources, and I think you even said that we have places, um, I think specifically for, you didn't say rehab, but to me, I got from it, and I think the person that you were counseling, what did we call Maddie in this Sarah Sarah, again, again. I guess she's always Sarah. I don't remember what we called her. I don't think you got her name. I I don't think, which
1: actually would be a a problem, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, Yeah, that was one of the things that you do. Yeah, you did not get her name. I don't think I ever did. You know why
0: you didn't get her name? Because you met her several times before. Her name is Sarah, obviously, (laughs) right? (laughs) But anyway, um, I think you did. You did mention resources and you did mention places. Uh, Gosh, you didn't use the word rehab, but that's what I got okay. from it. Maybe I was okay. just reading into well, it. Maybe I knew the maybe scenario. I did that. Uh,
1: but I'm I'm actually agreeing with your earlier statement because I know this is one of my weaknesses as as a human being. Uh-huh. <laughs> But as a counselor, is um, listening more carefully and really making other people feel they're heard. Yeah. I don't think I do that super well. It, I do it. I have to do it consciously. It doesn't right. come super naturally to me. I think it does come naturally to you. Okay. So it's something that I really have he to work said, on. You said
0: it doesn't come supernaturally to you.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: <laughs> you mean it doesn't come naturally, but the Lord helps you to get it supernaturally. Oh, naturally. naturally. Sometimes I get it. okay. That's
1: good. But but for example, another thing that I felt I could have improved upon when she talked about the ultrasound i asked if she oh, yeah. this was pretty early on mm-hmm. i i said did you have an ultrasound of the baby and she said yes and then i said so you saw the baby and she said no yeah i never that was again a golden opportunity yeah. to say why not
0: yeah well she even specifically said something to the effect of i, I didn't really want to see it
1: right which is kind of weird
0: yeah i mean because you're thinking in real life Would you go to an OB doctor and not want to see it, not want to see the ultrasound? Because that was what was implied there. Right. Um, So you didn't run with that. I I I didn't run with
1: that. And, you know, in retrospect, I thought that were this a real life situation, counselors, we need to jump on that. Yeah. Why not? Because, again, she's giving us a golden opportunity to say there is something in your heart that recognizes if you look at that ultrasound, abortion will be unthinkable.
0: Yeah. Or yeah. you
1: would have looked at the ultrasound. Yeah, yeah
0: it certainly would have been a statement and a moment that would have been helpful to capitalize on, for right. sure.
1: Right, now, now, I do want to say, because one of my lessons, again, from something that happened this weekend in counseling, I came away thinking, oh, the millions of things you I could have said could have done. We all do that. Right. But then I thought of afterwards, I heard. I found out things that I hadn't known while I was doing the counseling session and realized, wow, when I was counseling, the things that I did focus on were exactly not only what that woman needed to hear, but what some other people needed to hear. And so it occurred to me to really make this point for everyone in a counseling situation. If the Holy Spirit indwells you. The Holy Spirit knows the situation. He knows the person you're counseling, and he knows what is necessary. Right. And to trust that yeah. so that the things that you've left out, we can all learn from, from like what we're doing right now and maybe do better next time. But sometimes the things that you have left out, there was a reason. And the things that you focused on. There was a divine reason and to trust that.
0: Yeah, and that's why I would say if I could give you guys that are listening one single key Mm -hmm. to being an effective sidewalk counselor, it would be walk with God. Yes, Walk with the Lord. I mean, listen to these mock sessions, listen to these podcasts, get training, all that stuff. That stuff's great. Yeah. But if you're not walking with the Lord, it's all just a bunch of information. That's right. You got to be walking with Jesus. Yeah. He knows what's yeah. going on far yeah. more than we ever will. Yeah. And uh he can he can guide the conversation if yeah. you're in tune with him.
1: And it is important to be prepared. I totally again again I I agree with everything you've said. But you should also be prepared. Yep. And one of the things that I think I knew and did did okay. In this session was I knew about that spark of light at the moment of of conception because I read about um, development of babies and what happens in utero and all because I know there might be something that's going to be said in whatever article I'm reading that I'm going to be able to use. And then if it's something really good like that, I remember that and was able to use that. She didn't know that fact. Most people don't know that fact. Right but was then able to use that to get into a discussion about God and the miracle of God even in just that simple fact of what happens in the darkness of the womb and use that to paint a picture for her of light versus darkness and the choice choices that she, that she faced yeah so be prepared and um and be able to use some of that preparation to guide and develop a conversation yeah absolutely yeah.
0: And you kind of you went right into do you believe in God? That mm-hmm. was pretty early in the conversation. Right, right. And I think it's important to go ahead and ask that question. Do you believe in God? It gives mm-hmm. you an ability. It doesn't mean you don't mention the Lord when they say no, mm-hmm. like she did. Right. You're still going to talk about God. Mm-hmm. But it gives you at least where you're coming from. You know, if they say, oh, yeah, I believe in God. I believe the Bible's the word of God. I believe Jesus is the son of God. I believe, you know, all those things. You can b- bring all that stuff up. Right, You can, oh, will you believe the Bible's the word of God. Do you know what the Bible says in Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14? Yeah. For you form my inward parts. You know, is, is God talking about just one person? Is he talking about everybody? Right. So it's it's helpful. Yeah. When they say they don't believe in God like she did. And you, you, you didn't just leave it there. I think that's really important. You, you asked, yeah. do you believe in God? And she said, not really. But then she got into, and I think you got into, what, do you believe in a higher power or something yeah. like that? I think that was your follow-up yeah. question. And she was like, kind of, yeah, yeah, I guess so.
1: yeah. And that is, I think, for all of you who are in a city or a place where you're not in the Bible Belt, and maybe you're going to have people more likely to say, "I'm spiritual, but I don't believe in God." I yeah. do consider myself spiritual. To ask that question, well, so explain that. Do you believe in a higher power? That happened just today. Yeah. It was. It was a woman who said, "No, I don't believe in God," and I asked that follow up question. Well, do you do. Do you believe in a higher power? And she did. And from there, you're you are able to enter bring god into the equation using from their whatever their perspective is and bring it to a more truthful perspective of god but also this is if i have someone that says right out i, I don't believe in god i am probably i'm not never going to not mention god but i am going to go into more of the scientific facts and some of the things of human development to help them to perceive the humanity of that baby yeah. not solely from god's viewpoint but from a, honestly, a secular viewpoint, a scientific viewpoint, yeah. just to dispel the thought that this is just a blob of inanimate right. tissue. yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you did that, like I mentioned, I think earlier, you did a very good job of weaving in the humanity of the baby, constantly talking about how that baby's a, a human being, a child. Using those words is important. Yeah. Springboarding off of that scientific fact, you know, about light, that spark yeah. of light. Yeah. And what I think, though, was... Possibly for me, well, two of the most impactful things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing was contrasting light with darkness. Yeah, as you talk about God and you talk about how Jesus is the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, she even finished a statement that you started. You know, she God said, it. "Let there be light," which is yeah. actually a very yeah. common thing, even for people who say that they're atheists. Right. As you know, a society. So much of the word of God yeah. has been woven into our vernacular, into our language and things like that, like the phrase apple of my eye. That's, that's a biblical yeah. phrase. You know, there's other phrases that we use. And so we know these things. You know, God said, let there be light. and She knew it. She finished it. She sprung board off of that, talked about how Jesus is the light of the world, which I think was was really good. And then as she had talked about in the very beginning, how they told her how bad we were. You started talking about, well, walking into that place, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Do you feel like that's a place where there's light? You know, God mm-hmm. is the God of light. Or is that a place of darkness? Mm-hmm. And you really contrast that. Mm-hmm. And I think making that contrast, not a us against them contrast, really. Mm-hmm. But it's really a, a contrast of who who in this scenario that's coming to you with a proposition. They're coming to you with the proposition of we'll kill your baby for money. Yeah. We're coming to you with a proposition of we'll help you for free. Mm -hmm. Who do you think has your best interests in mind? Mm -hmm. Really? And that's the question that you're asking. We, we represent the Lord. And so it's not us, but it's the Lord. But who do you think has your best interests in mind? Yeah. And I even will sometimes talk about the money aspect. Mm -hmm. They're going to charge you whatever it is, depending on how far along she is in that scenario probably seven or eight hundred dollars for an abortion, right? right She was ten weeks along, so maybe a little less than that. Um, and we're offering you things for free. Mm-hmm. Who, who you think in this situation has your best interest in mind? We don't want anything from you. They, they're gonna take your money. They told you that we're just a bunch of angry protesters. Here we are talking to you very, very, very kindly and offering you things. There is an us against them kind of dynamic going on there. Who shakes out better? Who can you trust more? And it really is uh, that issue of trust.
1: You can also even use that if you have a big pro-abortion presence that is trying to drown you out and the women are really struggling to hear the choice for life. I will bring up that contrast that who is really offering you a choice? Do you hear us trying to drown out? the choice for death no we can't we can't even come up onto the property yeah but who why do you think they are trying to drown out the choices of help and yeah. and life if if it's if they're truly people of choice wouldn't they want you to hear right. that you really do have another choice so i think it is it is good to bring the contrast yeah. of of truly what what they're facing out there
0: yeah so that was the first thing I thought was like really, really good, that contrast, and then the second, your testimony you mm-hmm. shared your testimony, mm-hmm. which really was similar to hers, right? You were pregnant right um not a believer in Jesus, right right you're an atheist mm-hmm. and had an abortion, mm-hmm. Didn't regret it immediately, but the in the course of things you did, and that's what brought you to the Lord is having a child and realizing that. So you, you brought that dynamic in, really your testimony to try to save her from that being her testimony. Yeah, which I think was really good. Yeah, and listen, guys, you have a testimony, right? Some way, shape, or form, whether it has to do with being pregnant outside of marriage or um, having had an abortion or not, none of that at all. You still have a testimony you can share. Yeah. And you can also bring other people's testimonies into the equation as well. Mm -hmm. I have a friend that was pregnant in high school, and here was her story. And you can just talk about how God is good, or you can talk about how things didn't go so good because you didn't trust the Lord. So sharing a testimony, I think, is important.
1: Yeah, I want to mention something about that testimony, too, because remember, this is mock. This is pretend. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking to someone who's my buddy, <laughs> who's probably heard my testimony many, many times. And at that part of this mock session, I almost started crying as I was sharing my testimony because the power of that testimony and the sorrow of it, it was just, it's fresh every time I say it, honestly. But Maddie also looked stricken. If you look at her face at that moment, yeah. and she said all she wanted to do was hug me. So the reason I mention that is the power of your personal testimony. It should never be underestimated. If right. you have a story, tell it. Maybe you it, you walked a friend into an abortion. Maybe it's up some someone else you know. Maybe your own parents. Something. But we all do probably have a story and we should we should share it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, kind of wrapping this thing up, the last thing I wanted to mention that I think was a good thing that you mentioned that you said in this um, in this mock session was just the reality that you're concerned that your baby might be affected by drug use or alcohol use or smoking and all that stuff. And there's not 100 percent certainty that that's that's the case. There's no there's no guarantee. Now, could it affect your baby? I think you said this. It certainly could. Those things are not good. Mm -hmm. And so you did after you had built a relationship with her. Right. Kind of drop that. Told her you shouldn't
1: continue in those. They can harm your baby. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But there's not 100 percent certainty. Right. Right. I don't know that you said this, but it's obviously implied. It's not 100 percent certainty that that's going to harm your baby. But it is 100 percent certainty that abortion is. Right. So let's just do the right thing. And then. Yeah. You you led her. I mean, the scenario here is you're in front of the, the abortion center, right? Or yeah. She's headed yeah. right into the abortion yeah. center. And then to kind of really, I think, give a transition to this is just why don't you come over here and talk with me, let's yeah. just sit in the shade. So yeah. that could be doing that, sitting in the shade, yeah. getting in you know, your vehicle, maybe. I don't yeah. know, depending on the scenario. I know our folks in uh, New York that might be the scenario, especially if it was really cold. Hey, let's just sit in sit in my vehicle. and Let's talk a little further. Yeah. Just getting them yeah. away from the sidewalk, getting them away from really the battle zone. Maybe taking them on board the mobile ultrasound unit right. if you have that. Um, taking them to a pregnancy, pregnancy center is- if you have that. You know, whatever. But just getting them away from there, which I think was really good. And uh, and so yeah, all that said, I think you did a great job. Well,
1: thank you. I, d- I did want to make a point about when um, when I took her away. I didn't offer an ultrasound. Right. And um, instead, I offered to share the gospel. Okay. And again, that was a conscious decision based on how the conversation had gone. I thought there had been so much talk about God that I just didn't want to wait on the sharing of the gospel. But also, in this scenario, I was thinking, well, she refused to see the ultrasound before. Yeah. And so maybe what she needs now is a proper understanding of God and then offer an ultrasound that was my thinking yeah. that may or may not have been the best decision it may it, most of the time we say get them on an ultrasound right. yeah. if if you can get them to, so that that may have been a not such a good decision and i i also want to say that we have a follow up um podcast and video that we're planning to do of really part two okay. of this, yep. where she I do ta- show how I shared the gospel, but I wanted to mention that now because really throughout this discussion with her, because I knew she didn't know the Lord, I was purposefully trying to share God yeah. and prepare the way for me being able to share the gospel later on.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's good. Well, guys, stay tuned for the follow-up on that, mm-hmm. and uh, we know you'll be blessed by it. Hopefully, hopefully you were blessed by this and learned something, and so we would love for you to reach out, maybe give us some suggestions on, I mean, how are we doing on these mock sessions? We we talked about whether or not we just play it and let you listen to it, or we play it uh, and then well, let you listen to it and then critique it. Mm-hmm. afterwards, like we have been doing, or maybe we critique it as we go along. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Maybe we just play it and keep our mouths shut and don't even critique it at all. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we'd certainly love to hear from you. We want to equip you. We want to equip you in the most effective way possible. So let us know. Let us know if we can improve on this. Any? Let us know if there's some things that we can do episodes on, some subjects or maybe even mock sessions that we can do about particular scenarios. There's certainly all kinds of scenarios you encounter at an abortion center. But the hope is that you guys will be encouraged and equipped, and we hope that you were. Please, again, share this podcast episode. Share the podcast in general with other people. Let them know what we're doing and how they can get on board and they can get trained and all that stuff. We'd Mm -hmm. certainly love for you guys to reach out. You can go on lovelife.org, find out more information about Love Life. You can reach out to me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach out to her, Vicky at lovelife.org. And until next time, God bless. God bless. For love Give me an outlet For gratitude I know it will Cost me my life but Nothing's too precious Since I met you